anyway, I got this book that I was looking for, yeah. and I went there. I've been keeping my eyes open for it for like the last two months. Wow. And I was like, I'm just going to try one more time because I don't want to have to buy myself a new sure. one. And then there it was. You know, you just look up and there it is. So I got that. And then I think that was all I got in that trip. But then I went to the same things to Paul and I did something that you'll very much disapprove. Good, of, because the this. I disapproved of the first part of this story. There just wasn't <laughs> this like there wasn't a lot. Of, there wasn't a lot of meat there. You know, that was uh, those I bones know. were pretty bad. I, I guess it's just it's just nice to find a thing you were looking for. That is for. true. And you can take that a lot. It's fine. So what I did do is I went to St. Vincent de Paul. I go in. There's like this sort of thing in the front where I've gotten good stuff before. Like I got this cool bar set once for like a dollar. And then it's also where I got a bunch of French postcards. Oh, nice. So I always French check that French postcards. Area, even That's though... a euphemism, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, one of my favorite euphemisms ever was somebody came into Theo and they were walking around with this plant they'd gotten at the... Uh, the indoor sun shop across the street, the houseplant store. And it was just the most phallic and sad looking cactus I'd ever seen. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was just kind of, everyone was kind of staring at it and watching the person walk around at the phallic cactus. And I was like, what is going on there? And Janet said, Oh, you don't know about that. That's, that's a French tickler. <laughs> I just love that Janet made up the botanical name for a cactus and that the name was French tickler. You look so uncomfortable about this. It was so funny. I laugh about it at least once a month. Oh, that's good. Um, so French postcards, you're in this area, you're at the front of and I don't I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. You're at the front of the same okay, you're at the front area of the store. Great. So And I always check that area just in case. I what is it even what is though the it's area, though? Is it like hot new arrivals? Is it like Nicole's corner? No, it's just like junk. It's junk, okay. It's like, oh, tiny bottles of hotel shampoo. And then sometimes other stuff, like random vases. So I always take the bait, though, and I check it out. And I was there, and there was just a box of CDs. And I was like, Nicole, you have too many CDs as is. You know the CDs cost a dollar because you bought that cranberry CD a few weeks ago. And a dollar seems like too much in this day and age. Like, they should be giving them to people. But then I started looking through the CDs, and I was like, this person's got pretty good taste. So I made a pile of CDs, and I ended up buying nine CDs. I'm gonna. But I got I'm them. I'm gonna need to know them. I can see if I can remember them all. Okay. So I got several Motown ones. I got uh, Marvin Gaye, "Let's Get It On," "The Best of Sam Cooke," and "Ladies of Motown." Those are the ones I remember for sure. And then I got uh, the main Velvet Underground CD, the one with the banana on the it. Folks, folks, you hear it. You heard it here first. The main Velvet Underground <laughs> CD. It has that Nico uh, one, I'll Be Your Mirror on it. It's the main one, You do yeah. a really good impression of that. Yeah, you want to do that impression? <laughs> <laughs> People deserve to hear your Nico impression. It's, it's really good. You can't just do things like that. You can't introduce ideas like that. <laughs> you know, it's not fair. Um, I don't. I, well, we can build up I to it. I don't do any impressions, especially not Nico. Uh, okay, so you got the the main Velvet Underground album. What else? I got Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. I got essentially like CDs I had bought for full price in the early 2000s and then have since been like, I don't need these anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I just rebought them. 
yeah you 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 bought them new and now you you're buying like scuffed copies oh yeah they're really messed up you can't listen to at least two of the tracks on the wilco album that's that's cool you got the main wilco album that's great and then i got this is what you're really gonna frown at i got oh i got a replacements album and then i got the main one two yeah of course um there were no greatest hits or anything, so not like that. But then I got uh, two burn CDs, and I was like, why am I even paying for these? Like, this is stupid. And one of them was the Pretty in Pink soundtrack, and I felt okay about that. And then the other one just said Wintry Mix on it. And I was like, you know, I like all these other CDs that this person likes. Like, 95% of them. They have very good taste. So maybe I'll like Wintry Mix, too. And then I was all excited to play it, and it's just terrible. <laughs> Wait, it's like I, I the need worst to CD something. I've listened to in a long time. You, you, I thought you said birds CDs, and I was like, "That's cool, whatever." Um, but no, you—they were somebody's burned CDs. You didn't yeah, pay money CDs. for those, right? Kind of. Kind of. So I went up there. I went up there with all my stuff. Also, this was nuts, Alden. I sent you a, a like a recording of me there, and I don't—you never responded. I don't know if you got well, it. I got it early in the morning because, you know, I'm on West Coast time and I'm very lazy. And then I listened to it. And then eventually I was like, I can't I can't deal with whatever. It's 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 not it's barely nine in the morning. I can't deal with whatever thing Nicole is on about. I need a little bit of a breather first before I can get into this. And then I listened to it. It was very funny. And then it was gone. It's like self-destructed. I was like, this is great. I'm going to put it on the pod. It's wonderful. Like a live recording from the field. Is it saved on yeah, your so phone? Do you I, think? I can check and check and see, see and send not. it to me so if it is. I was at the St. Vincent de Paul at ten thirty in the morning, making myself late for a meeting that I had at good, eleven. Good. But I was like on my way back from somewhere, and you know, just had to stop. And I called you to tell you the news that I'll say in a minute, which is huge. And. I was aware of it's the time difference. I was like, it's like 7.30 there. And I was like, I hope that Alden, this is the first thing he hears when he wakes up. Like, <laughs> like I hope he listens to it in bed and is like, is this an emergency? And then puts his, this phone to his ear and hears this 30 second me panicked in the goodwill because, dun, 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 all of their glassware has been sold to an anonymous buyer for a lump sum. I don't know how much. I don't know who. I don't know why, but I it's all gone. Do you think it is actually an anonymous buyer, or is it more that like <laughs> they just don't go around telling you who buys everything? Because there's a difference between well, those two ideas. <laughs> this is funny because I was thinking about this today. So I write like newsletters for multiple organizations that I i'm a part of and one of them i just like added a bunch of people in my field to the newsletter list uh just because i was like yeah this is probably like interested you know and then one of the people unsubscribed which is the only person that unsubscribed and i can see it since i manage the newsletters and just and i was thinking about this while meditating this morning apparently it's what i'm holding on to and i had the thought for the first time ever that she just unsubscribed unsubscribed because she was like i didn't subscribe to this like i don't want to be a part of this i the whole time had assumed she was unsubscribing because it was personal (laughs) that she didn't like me (laughs) this like and this has been for like a year Mm. i've been thinking this and then just today i was like she probably was just like i'm on too many lists i want to get off of that it wasn't like 
you know, but that's what I thought it was. So anyway, because of them, because someone had bought all of the dishware, which I had previously just been like, you know, this isn't that special. There's so much of it. I don't really care. Um, though I still looked every time I went, then I was like, wait, what gems are hiding in here that I need to steal before this person can take them all? So I just started panickedly going around and the people who were packing up all the dishware were kept yelling like, this is all sold. And then I kept pretending I couldn't hear them (laughs) and then just started like desperately like taking dishes and putting them in my basket. And like, why? So I got, um, several little like things to rest tea on one made in Italy. So I just love buying these little like glass, small tea dishes, I guess. And then I bought this like, I don't even know what it is, a platter, I guess. I was just feeling like I needed to take something from that area. And then I bought a towel. It's a pretty nice towel. I'm using it in the bathroom now. I washed it. And a picture frame. And then I got up there. And when you're at the St. Vincent de Paul, you might as well just pretend that everything's free. Guess how much all of that came to, plus the nine CDs? Mm, $6. That is totally right. Good job. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then she said, oh, I forgot to charge you for all those like tiny dishes. So I guess those are free. And she, I said, these CDs are like burned. They're not in cases. Do they really have to be a dollar a piece? And she looked at them and said, I'll give them all to you for $3. Nine CDs. Which is kind of still a bad deal. I was sort of thinking I should be like a quarter each. But considering everything was $6 and it's pretty much my only joy in life. I didn't feel like I could or should complain. Yeah, it's hard to, or it's pretty hard to argue with a bill that totals $6. I also got a gift bag. That was the other thing I bought. I think that was 10 cents. But this is all sort of the short subjects before the main feature. Yeah, I think a lot of this which is, needs to be This cut. is sort <laughs> of like a, a newsreel, you know, uh, where you learn about what our fighting boys are doing overseas. And then, for our primary subject this uh, evening, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, Nicole, what are you bringing me? You know the story of this one, and it is the Electrolux Silverado vacuum cleaner. We're doing it. (laughs) Folks, strap in. Uh, this is um, this is a favorite story of mine, and it's this this is just a little background about this. Um, I would say this is the first time where uh, Nicole acquired something and then decided it was absurdly valuable. Uh, this is the first time I heard about her doing this. She probably did it lots of times that I didn't know about. Uh, but, folks, this is the story of the million-dollar vacuum cleaner. Nicole, take it away. Well, I think that this is the first time that this happened to this extent. You know, I had things where eventually I realized they might be worth something, like my diamond that I still haven't figured out and some other things. Um, but That's I mean, a good I've tease had... for our diamond episode, which is definitely going to be the top episode of this program. We're not ready for it yet. I've... We're still putting the pieces together. Uh, if uh, Can you hear the, the, the quotes I'm doing? Uh, Nicole has a diamond that she 
found and it's definitely <laughs> real. That implies I didn't actually find the diamond. That part is true. <laughs> Just the other parts are Okay, yeah, you're right. She did actually find it. That's true. She didn't like switch the tags on it at a thrift store. <laughs> it was in this case. It was like diamond nine hundred dollars that's that's too much here let's 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 uh put let's let's uh take the tag off of this set of coasters uh that's better that's what i want to pay for a diamond recently i was walking with a friend christy the thrifting friend that i've talked about here before and uh i saw something glittering on the street and i like was like hold on a second and went back and then it was just a piece of glass and she was like did you think that was a diamond (laughs) And it, I did, and it was really important. Well, usually Christy, and I'm not sure Christy is real. I think she may be just sort of uh, a name you have given some of your your worst impulses. Oh, no. This is like a fight club scenario. It's a little bit of a fight club scenario, maybe. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she'll be on with you sometime, and I'll be like, wow, Christy's a real person. Um, but until then... I'm not sure, but now that I know that she's chastising you for thinking you're finding diamonds uh, in the uh, by the sidewalk or whatever, she does. She she is becoming more and more plausible. Okay, so I'm going to tell the Electrolux Silverado story. So the Electrolux Silverado is a vacuum cleaner, but not just any vacuum cleaner, as you'll come to see. So let's set the year here. I guess this was 2014. I would say. Uh, and I was living in a terrible apartment building that you've been to called the Kaylin Lee. I think it still stands. It was built in the 1960s to uh, house people during the World's Fair, and I think it was built as like a long-term motel. And after the World's Fair, the people who owned the building had several choices. Destroy the building, which would have been the best choice. Keep the building, um, but, like, keep it up. Or just keep the building and let it fall into disrepair with people still living there. They went with the third option. So it had, I guess, some vintage charm in the fact that, as I talked about, I had that really old stove in it and that fridge that wasn't a working fridge anymore that I just stored stuff in. It just had the shelves of a fridge. Um, And it had this blue shag carpeting in my apartment. I don't know if you remember the blue shag carpeting, do you? No, I don't. And it's luckily there was only one window, so you couldn't really see what had ever happened to the carpeting, but I'm sure it was terrible if you shined a light in there. Ooh. So anyway, when I moved in I didn't have a vacuum cleaner. And my neighbors, Jesse and Soren, names changed for privacy. <laughs> <laughs> They're really great names I just made up, Code right? names. Uh, anyway, so my neighbors, Jesse and Soren, lovely people, uh, I think kind of knew I needed a vacuum or something. And they said, hey, we're getting a Dyson, which, as most people know, is like the vacuum everyone wants, right? It's like the Vitamix of blenders Dyson, for like the white Costco people. Dyson is like a vacuum brand people have heard of. Is what I would say. But it's a nice oh, Okay, is it nice? I don't know. It's literally the People... only kind of vacuum I could name. No, that's not true. Yeah, it is. Well, I guess who, is, Hoover, is Hoover still a vacuum company? Because that's what they Yeah, say. that's a okay. thing. 
That, okay, two. Um, I can name two. Sorry. So then. Oh, um, Silverado Electrolux. That's one I could name. That's the third one. Uh-huh. And also, Hoover has that distinction of being like Kleenex, where it's become sort of shorthand for stuff. Like we say to Hoover. You something. do if you're in England or you're very pretentious and American. Uh, okay, so our apartments are very small, as I've also talked about on this program. And in this very episode, I can't... believe. Not sure. <laughs> That's a different one. They can't possibly fit two vacuums in their apartment. It's just not going to happen. So, how many people like, do, you, do have... you think you fit max in that apartment? Oh, way too many. At least twenty, right? Okay. Well, I think a twenty-person space can fit two vacuum cleaners. But what do I know? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So, uh. They are like, hey, do you want our old vacuum cleaner? And I'm like, yeah, that thing works great. I've borrowed it before since I don't have my own vacuum cleaner. I would love that. And I was like, how much do you want for it? And they're like, how about we just don't pay you for the internet for a couple months? And I was like, great, because I think you owe me for a couple months of internet anyway, because we shared internet. So then I got this vacuum cleaner for pretty much nothing. And it is an old-timey vacuum cleaner from the 60s where you have the... I don't even know what you call it. It's like it's a rib cage. Nuclear powered. <laughs> what is so? It's just like this giant. I don't know. It's on wheels that part, and then it has a separate part that you hook up to it. It's it's not like the vacuum cleaners of my youth or the Dyson, but it really sucks things up really well. So I was really excited to have this vacuum cleaner. And folks, what what more then, do you want in a vacuum cleaner? Well, it's got style, too. I know that you don't think it's that special looking, but it's like this kind of bumper car, like luminescent or like pearlescent blue. Mm. It's just the Silverado quality. So uh, I use the vacuum cleaner happily for like several months. Then uh, my boyfriend David is using it and it breaks. And probably because he was trying to like suck up way too much of something, probably dog hair. And it, so it, the thing does not work. And I'm like, you know, I am sick of buying new things and this has got to be uh, fixable. So then I try to find like a manual online. It's really old, have a hard time finding it, realize that I don't really have the time to figure out how to fix a vacuum cleaner. But I had ridden my bike past a vacuum store on Wallingford Avenue in Seattle um, if they're still around, I guess this can be free advertising for them. Highly recommend. So David takes the vacuum cleaner to this store. And it says, like, we repair vacuums, including Electroluxes or something, like right in the window. And I'm like, okay, this is the spot because this thing's an Electrolux, whatever the hell that means. So David takes it in. It's probably the manufacturer's name, right? Yeah, I guess. I'm it's probably just the name of the company cleaner? that makes the vacuum cleaner. Yeah, here it is. The Electrolux Silverado Deluxe. I'm just going to look at a picture of it, even though it's just in the next room, just to jog my memory. Wow, look at that. <laughs> just great. Vintage. Yeah, okay. So, David calls me after he's brought the vacuum in. Is like, they've got the vacuum in there right now. They did some diagnostics. Uh, they said that it needs like a new hose attachment or something. And I was like, okay, how much is that going to be? And he was like, I don't know, like 
60 bucks. And I was like, damn it, that's kind of like more than I was hoping. Um, is that even worth it to do that? You know, like we could probably just buy a Dyson or something for like a hundred some bucks, maybe more. So then, uh, David is like, well, the guy, he was like, do you know what kind of vacuum cleaner that is? And I was like, I don't know, like an old vacuum cleaner from the sixties, I think like an Electrolux or something. And he was like, the guy called me in when he was doing the diagnostic and was like, do you know what kind of vacuum cleaner this is? And David was like, I don't know, an old vacuum cleaner. <laughs> and the guy was like, this is a 1964 Electrolux Silverado. This is a $1,500 vacuum cleaner. And this is a man that knows vacuum cleaners. Why would he lie to me? So David is like, and I I'm, could be misremembering the amount, but I'm pretty sure it was $1,500. And I was like, oh my God, this is insane. This is like my nest egg. I don't have anything more valuable than this. <laughs> and uh, David's like, should I get the hose repaired or whatever? And I was like, yes, do anything they say. Obviously, we want to keep this thing in pristine condition. So we got it repaired. And then I felt really guilty about having acquired this nest egg for free. And I've never told Jesse and Soren about it. Um, they just know that I have the vacuum cleaner and they were kind of happy to be rid of it. And that's it. Are you looking at pictures of it? It's beautiful. No, right? I'm just looking at the prices of vacuum cleaners in general because it's not a kind of product that I'm searching for often. And I'm just sort of... Most of these bad boys top out at two or three hundred bucks. <laughs> That's why mine's so special, Alden. And there definitely are some totally reasonable looking sixty dollar vacuum cleaners available right now at Target.com. This is sponsored by Target Hoover, the Wallingford vacuum cleaner store. Uh Electrolux. What other sponsors do we have? Oh, uh, French Ticklers. Um, <laughs> St. Vincent de Paul. St. Vincent de Paul. Um, the Saint. Um, not their not their store. I'm not I'm not fond of their store. But the shout out to uh, to the actual Saint. Um, but anyway, um, I'm just I'm just trying to figure out to whom a vacuum cleaner could be worth fifteen hundred dollars. Like, is there like is there sort of like this Jay Leno style figure who has a warehouse with every vacuum cleaner in it. I'm looking right now, just all these people selling them for parts. Uh -huh. So I could start acquiring, you know, parts to replace mm -hmm. mine. Yeah. If anything goes wrong, that'd be smart. Just have extra Yeah, that would be around, smart. Nicole. You should nozzle. buy parts for vacuum cleaners. Um, but who, who are the, for, for, for whom is this a good idea? Who is who has this kind of emotional attachment to a vacuum cleaner? I guess me now. Okay. Also, I would like to point out, so you know how when you're in a city or anywhere, you see people with like junk on the curb and it's always like crappy TVs, as you know, couches, and then like new vacuum cleaners that they bought at Target or something that stopped working. You don't see Electrolux Silverados just out on the curb because those things last forever. It's not an attractive vacuum cleaner, I would say. Okay, show me a more attractive vacuum cleaner. Well, it's just there's it's just it's just very big. It's like you know it's that big, uh, 
it's uh, this is the style that sort of got like it rolls around with you, and um, um, it's not an upright vacuum cleaner. So I'm sure it's very, it's, it's very, it's very beefy. You know, it's a. Alden, this is great, um, and please don't buy this for me. Uh, but these they have these buttons that are Electrolux vacuum salesman buttons. Like pins. Oh, that's cool. And that I like. I would like one, one of those. Says, I'm so excited about Electrolux. Well, they're $60. And there's another one that says, Introducing Silverado by Electrolux. And then another one that says, Committed to total, total customer satisfaction, Electrolux. And then this great one of a tiger that sort of looks like Tony the Tiger holding maybe a pickaxe on top of a mountain with an Electrolux flag. And my exact vacuum cleaner that just says we're number one. That's pretty cool. I'm looking at eBay right now on the sales history for the search. Oh, um, Electrolux Silverado. Mm-hmm. And let's see. So far, the highest price I've seen is $268. I know you think this is going to like deter me from thinking it's valuable, but that just for some reason, just solidifies to me how valuable mine is because it's clearly different from oh, that okay, one. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's so much better. Like, yeah, those are the common man's vacuum, mm-hmm. but not what I have in the closet in my other room and not the reason I have homeowner's insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Did you pay Jesse and Soren $1,500 for this vacuum cleaner? They don't even know this story. Wow, this is huge. But, I so I see this. I know you don't necessarily believe in the value of this vacuum. No, I definitely don't. But then, after this, I went to... I was telling my friend this story, and we went to the uh, AIDS Alliance thrift store in Capitol Hill in Seattle, which is one of my favorite thrift stores. So many good memories, so many good items. And I was there with my friend Kimberly, and I had just told her about this. And then she was, like, looking at this teapot and was like, I don't really need a teapot, but this is pretty cool. And when I thrift with people, I generally am just of the mind to be like, yeah, get that, whatever it is. Because then, I don't know, like I get to, like, live out my fantasies by not having to get as many things for myself. Like, they can just get whatever stuff they yeah. want. Um, so... She was like, yeah, I guess I'm going to get the teapot. And then she took it home and she Googled it and it was a $200 teapot. And I know that you don't care about this. You're like, what is a $200 teapot? But I was like, wow, the vacuum cleaner effect. This is her Electrolux Silverado. (laughs) And then things like this just keep happening to me, you know, like I found a diamond in the Mm -hmm. street. (laughs) And I'm just really lucky is what i'm trying wow, to say are you tracing and it all I back to this vacuum insurance. do you think this you this say? vacuum cleaner is what got it all started yeah if this were a short story you're right this is like where the tides shifted uh nicole would you like to use this out uh, this um opportunity to sort of reach out to jesse and soren just tell them how you f- feel about this vacuum cleaner situation yeah, and you know, I'm leaning into gratitude uh-huh. and not guilt in this phase of my life, you know, since I grew up Catholic and I just had enough guilt. So, Jesse and Soren, if you're listening, I would just like to say thank you so much for the gift of that vacuum cleaner in exchange for two months of internet. 
it brings me a lot of joy. And regardless of how much its monetary value is, upwards of $1,500. It's priceless to me. Wow. That was really nicely done, Nicole. Really appreciate that. I hope Jesse and Soren are listening. And uh, I hope they organize a kind of a way to sneak over to you, break in, and uh, no, I think no, I think they should just visit you and just then a few days later you go to vacuum. And you're like, wow, that was really nice. I'm so glad they came 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 to hang out. Then you go and it's just gone. Uh, if they were able to sneak out the Electrolux, then I don't deserve it. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, if if you know what they say about an Electrolux, you know, you let it go. If it comes back to you, then it's meant to be. <laughs> it's like one of those, if you love something, set it free kind of thing. It's exactly like that. Nicole, it could not be more like that because it is exactly like that. I think you can do that with Roombas, but I don't feel like the Electrolux. That is true. That's one of the nice things about the Roomba. It's, it's, sort of, it's sort of a main selling point. You can just put it out to pasture. Yeah. What does that Roomba cost? I thought you had one. Yeah, but don't you yeah. have one? Oh, they're expensive. That's like a fifteen hundred dollar vacuum cleaner. It is not, is it really? Well, I mean, there's multiple versions of it. You know, this one looks like it cleans itself. Maybe that's cool. This one says it's four hundred. I think that's probably more like what I have. But um, but the thing about the Electrolux Silverado is it gives you that classic analog vacuum experience. You know, you're really getting in there. You're getting over the carpet. You're, you're taking the hose and you're, you're, you're switching attachments. You know, you're doing all that stuff. Which I have all of the attachments, by the way, it's part of its value. Wow. That's huge. No, you're right. It's, it really gives you the feeling of how people I imagine felt first using it, which is like, why are there so many parts? <laughs> like, How does this all fit together? But all of the parts work perfectly. Wow. Yeah. So that was just a special treat for you. And I feel like one of the themes of our friendship and also thus this podcast is you not believing me when I tell you things are valuable and also constantly trying to point out, Nicole, that some just because someone lists something on eBay for that amount one time doesn't mean that's its actual worth. Yeah, you know, because the thing is on eBay, people are like, uh, $12,000 or best offer. And then you're like, would you take $40? And they're like, yeah, that'll work. That's that's okay. I'll do that, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You found a Wienermobile on eBay once, remember that? Or Craigslist. Yeah, that was very good. Um, we should have done it. I forget what the deal was. Was it in Canada? It was in Canada, but it was before COVID, so we could have gotten it. Mm. Well, what we should have done is probably like done a Kickstarter for a documentary about us going to get the Wienermobile and then made a documentary of us getting it and driving it back. Can you? I would watch that. Can you imagine asking your friends to contribute to your Kickstarter for the movie you're going to make <laughs> about going and buying an Oscar Mayer Wienermobile? I can't imagine. You can't it, imagine yeah. it. I'm imagining it right okay. now. <laughs> uh, no, I can't imagine asking anybody to do a Kickstarter for anything. Okay, but good. that's why in my will, mm. I do have that I want my remains to be transported by Wienermobile, 
is also just kind of like, you know, an FU of having to figure out the logistics. The dog is making noise. Sorry. I think that's as good a reason of any to stop talking about my will. Um, yeah, you don't want to talk about your will too much. I just, I think that's bad luck. Uh, I do like that though. I would, uh, I would, yeah. I, 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 when that Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile drives by with your casket in the back, I'll stand and I'll salute and I'll turn on a vacuum cleaner and I'll um, eat a hot dog, I guess. Assuming the vacuum cleaner's been willed to you. No, it's a different vacuum cleaner. It's not willed to me. Okay. If, um, I, uh, Not if you're one of the pallbearers. The pallbearers will all have vacuum cleaners. It's sort of will be part of the shtick. Nicole, thank you so much. This is a this is truly a favorite story of mine. And I love that the vacuum cleaner just keeps getting more expensive with every passing year. Well, luckily the value is going up. You know, like you don't see it reflected on eBay currently no. because my exact vacuum cleaner is not up there. Because it's so valuable, people are holding on to them. All right, Nicole. Thanks a lot.